Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Oh, he's got headgear off him. This is Coming up on Footy Talk today, we're going to be talking Penrith Panthers grinding victory up against the Brisbane Broncos. We're touching on Indigenous round and the latest on the Origin teams. Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Footy Talk. I'm your host, James Graham. And as usual, I'm joined by Greg Inglis. Jimmy, how's it going, buddy? Yeah, good, good. How are you? Yeah, can't complain. Another, another week on the road last week, during the week. So getting back and... Looking forward to hit the road again next week. Yeah, nice. Still and uh, we've had a, a late substitution. Man of the moment. <laughs> I've, made a, I've made it in my life. <laughs> the buy round. I'm, I'm, I'm like the sub, mate. Anytime you <laughs> ring me. Anytime you ring me, mate, I'm in. <laughs> Gordon, it's been a, a big week. Yeah. How are you feeling? Good. I'm excited. Obviously, it was a different job this week. I jumped on 360 and... Uh, Rugby league from every angle, so it was good to sit with Braith, and he was really good. And it was a, it's a great show actually. So obviously that, um, it's a powerful show. It's for probably rusted on fans, but it was good to be involved actually. Yeah, you know I love about it. Just speaking to you uh, off air, for you to transport yourself back to that kid, kid from Townsville. Well, you go, got to. Yeah. Well, you mean like people go, oh well, what are you doing? I said, well, if someone said when I was a 15, 16, 17 year old kid. Hey, mate, and it's tough on your family, right? So you're here four nights a week. Oh, mate, you got to fly to Sydney and talk rugby league. I would have taken that job. I would have taken that job every day of the week. Yeah. So you'd have, I, uh, I imagine you'd have walked there for that. Like, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Well, mate, well, well yeah, we didn't have a flash car, mate. The old Kingswood probably wouldn't have got here. <laughs> so, like, I had to jump. So, mate, I would have walked probably. Yeah. Or you, the skinny dog, mate, which is the old greyhound. Are you just saying that, like, um, you know, going back to 17-year-old Townsville, Gordy Tallis, Jump at the opportunity so you don't get in trouble with the wife when you get back home during the week. Make <laughs> yeah, it a yeah, bit more soft, yeah, more of a so, soft blow. Uh, yes, obviously the 50-year-old would tell us a little bit different. But, yeah, no, do you know what? Um, it's good and I love rugby league. So, mm. mate, my first job was ball boy, sand boy, and now to be doing what I'm doing, that's what I look at. So you got to look at the positives in life. Sand boy, are we talking? You'd oh, run, sand boy, sand the, boy. The, the old yeah, kicking, instead of having a kick and tee, you'd take the sand out. Sand, and it was the in bucket. a little, uh, and mate, it wasn't a 44-gallon drum. It was a smaller drum, so say the 20-gallon drum. And there was cut off sand in there. Different kickers would want it wet or whatever. So I'd have to go get the chip cup and wet wet their sand and you'd sit and you'd run out. So I was either sand boy and then ball boy was big because you got closer to the action. You walked up and down with the duck. And I always wanted to be on the scoreboard, but I couldn't add up. <laughs> now they put a dollar sign in front of it. I'm not too bad. At it. They would have put a dollar sign. I was all right, but I couldn't add up. Mate, but that was the old three and fives. Yeah, I mean now it's two, four, like six, eight. Oh, yeah, like days run out, yeah. run out, run out with the. I remember running out with the with the bucket and with the water bottle as well, just in case they yeah. want to do it. So yeah, yeah. wet the sand. I, I remember the sand be... going back a long way yeah. when I was a, an eight year old. I used to kick goals, but we didn't have a tee. The kicking tee wasn't invented, but I was a master. We didn't have sand in England, but we did. But. <laughs> We didn't use you it. You don't for, have beaches in it. <clears throat> we uh, pebble beaches. So I used to be the master like of like penguin. Dig, have, or, like digging uh, an elevation within the ground to kick the goals. Yeah. Well, do you know what I reckon? What a great idea! And we've said it first. Retro rim kickers have to kick off sand. Yeah, and play with old leather balls and the old jerseys, the cotton jerseys, and that's fair. And they can put Three the grease quarter. on the leg, what like you did. Maybe that's still allowed. <laughs> Three-quarter sleeves. 
all the way down here. Oh, crush it clear, the long one. How good was it? No, no video ref, no bunker. Just get it all Just in there. Yeah. Just get it on. Old school ref calling on the fly. But that's for retro round. This week is indigenous round. Um, yeah. I just want to throw to you two just to talk about how you feel the NRL does it and just the importance of it. Well, me me personally, I I got asked this question uh, yesterday and two days ago. It's like, does the NRL, the NRL do more as of now? And I I said, well, I think they're doing, doing quite, a, quite a bit to celebrate Indigenous culture. You know, we do have the All-Stars, All-Stars concept that's been out since 2010. And every year it keeps getting bigger and better and bigger as well. I think the NRL is celebrating this year as a whole, especially this round. You know, they're doing quite a quite a fair bit around the game itself and bringing things to light, like the issues around the game, issues around the, the players, you know, male and females within our game. I think it's a great concept, yeah. but, you know, we are in a diverse, you know, game itself. And, you know, later on down the track, we'll be talking about multicultural around what they're doing with that there. And, you know, we this game has done so much for all of our cultures within this game. And I, I love what they're doing um, each and every round. But like you said, Jimmy, this round's Indigenous round and we're celebrating all the great Indigenous players in our game, current and former players. 66 different ethnicities or whatever that, that what has played it? our game, I think something like that. Ethnicities. <laughs> ethnicities. <laughs> I knew I'd go to my English teacher over here. <laughs> but um, <laughs> like then, I remember Preston Campbell when mm. I was on the, like I sat on the board of the NRL, there was the eat well, play well, stay well. We'd go up into remote communities and try to teach everybody, just any kid that wants to come, they'd get a football or a jersey, but this is important about eating well, playing well, staying well. And then there was an earn, learn legend that like the Indigenous All-Stars did. But I've watched Greg and I've been involved in Origin. I've been involved. I've never watched a group of men care so much about it when the All-Stars. And I remember one day we got up at 6 o'clock in the morning and these guys worked till 11 o'clock at night. Don't worry about the game. It was what they were giving back to their community. So I know how important it is. I know that Growing up where I grew up, I didn't go to the library and read books. I wanted to go play sport at lunchtime. So the NRL has done a great job. Of course, everything can improve and we can do better. But when I was on the board, they won a they won a prize and Preston Campbell went over. This is in this is in the world. I think they beat Magic Johnson's and all these other programs about community and he got an award off Muhammad Ali. Yeah, wow. So they have been the leaders in it and, of course, we can always get better. And for me, I just want to make sure, you know, like – now, my story, and it's not, I got a white mum and an Indigenous father, but for me it was mum and dad, and, and then that's who I saw. It's my dad. It wasn't an Indigenous guy, and it was my mum, and I just hope one day down the future we tell so many stories. You know, we know about Captain Cook. We know about all these great explorers. We know about so much, like kids know more about the moon than what they probably do about our own culture and how our country started. So I think with the jerseys and the players and their heroes run out, if we can keep on slowly drip feeding stories and the kids grow up knowing that, that there were people here before them and walked before them, I think it's uh, it's going to have a better community and it's a better Australia for everybody. You're right there, Gordy. I think it's a real celebration and that's yeah. the focus point, but also an education piece as well for, yeah. for everybody. Yeah. yeah. For, for everybody because knowledge is power, right? And just yeah. the more we can learn and grow together and have understanding of one another and take things from each other's culture and absolutely look to, to grow our society in a positive direction and i think rugby league sometimes and sport generally gets uh there's some negative associations with it but yeah. it does so much 
Does so, so much. Last night I was. Um, they they had the Jimmy. You've been part of it. You you've been part of it. The All Stars week and those sixty something kids of from the Youth Summit. They um they come into those camps. Yep. Um. Well, they did. They didn't put them on All Stars week this week. They put them on Indigenous round. And I went out to Ambush last night to say hello, drop in, and I think last night um KP and Dan Gay guy went out there and seen them. So there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that the NRL are doing yeah. that's that's not actually being posted about. The NRL don't celebrate the work they do enough. Like, like, and I'm yeah, serious. Like, yeah. you know, like, mate, the work that they do around the communities probably doesn't get celebrated. Like, that's one thing. Like, everybody else does it. Like, every other code does one thing and they're happy to get it in the media. We just don't celebrate it. But it's good that uh, it's happening. And, you know, guys like Preston Campbell and his son, that's oh. why rugby league's working. Mm. Preston Campbell watching his son JC play and re-signing, that's the romance. That's the part of the game that I love. My dad playing a street named after him to myself and my brother. Uh, there's pathways there and the NRL have to continue to make Preston's, sure those pathways are easy. Not no box. He's out in the, in the crowd with his family and that. And the GAs, it. I love it. Yeah, I love here we go. I'll tell you a story about Preston Campbell. I met the US ambassador. They invited Preston. He wanted to sit in the crowd with his family and watch the game. It says more about Preston, who he is, about his son. He wanted to go and sit with his family and watch his son play footy, not sit up in a corporate yeah. box. Mm. That's staying true to yourself, isn't it? Oh, mate. That's pow- that, that was so That's powerful. Really, it really is. Yeah, really powerful. Yeah, wow. Well, <clears throat> Indigenous round got off to a flying start and it was built on strong defence. Yesterday's, <laughs> yesterday's game between um, the Brisbane Broncos and the Penrith Panthers up there at Suncor. What are your guys' thoughts on it? Oh, you know, a lot of people look to write off Penrith a little bit, especially yeah. early with a couple of those defeats. But no, they're the real deal. Nathan Cleary started running it. I'm just yeah. looking at Origin, thinking, "Oh, you're running the football at Suncorp as well." But Brisbane had a couple of games where they were a little bit shaky. South took them to the sword, and South Sydney had put, putting everybody to the sword at the moment. A softer win against Manly, but you can only beat who you beat. And then, uh, obviously, uh, they had another defeat against Melbourne, and I thought that they were right in that game, yeah. losing, a- losing Adam Reynolds in a few decisions. And a couple of decisions went against them last night. I think Brisbane get more – like, I know it sounds funny. They got a lot out of round one. I reckon they get more out of that game. No Reynolds. There was a couple of tries. I think both teams – the referee looked like he was looking to not give tries. It I thought Sorensen might have yeah, been a try. Sorensen. How I, can I you say on Rhys Walsh? They go – Oh, you left the ground too early. So Michael Jordan, the famous dunk, Michael, you left the ground too early. Well, and that was that was the actual on no, field. That me? was the on field referee overruled the bunker. So why we have the bunker? So let's get rid of it. So he jumped right. He's that athletic. Then he turns. The ball still goes yeah, yeah. past him. So if he can jump and stay in the air longer, oh, you left the ground too early. And then they put a kick up. He leaves the ground early. And he catches it down the other end. If they know their players, he can jump. He's an athlete. That's you know, So there was a couple of decisions that went against both clubs last night, but I think they both know that when like, mate, when the whips are cracking, I reckon they'll both like their chances. Oh, I agree with that. You know, Pedro's defence last night, you know, the Broncos, I don't know, three or four line breaks, like, and two of them, two or three of them could have turned into tries. And you look at the numbers in the pitches for, you know, that's what, that's what won them back-to-back premierships, right? That's what's got them over the line. That's got them up there, and that's why they're you know sitting on a ladder at the moment. Brisbane, you know, even though they they lost their you know their captain in Adam Reynolds, um, who could actually put the game away with his kicking kicking duties, right, with his kicking game, 
they wasn't too far off. They just, you know, lapsed those little little bits of things in in defense. And, you know, if you look at the line speed of the Penrith Panthers, they got that back again. Mm. Yeah. You yeah. know, who sprints out of the line, like the edge D, the middle out of, you know, 20 meters coming off the opponent's line. Yeah. And that's Keeping the, them down there when they look in the shift. Because so, three, three times, I think, yeah. Yeah. Broncos yeah. look in the shift, they couldn't shift. So... It'll be interesting to see how they go when they come back out of this origin period. But, yeah, Penrith's defense was, yeah. was back to where it was for but, the last two years. And that's probably because I saw Ezra Mann try to put a left foot kick in, Cleary. But if Adam Reynolds kicks early, they don't wedge Yeah, that's, yeah. that's right. You know what I mean? That's, so there's a few little plays. There. I think both clubs would there's like There's intricacies there with goal line defense, isn't there, Gordy? Because oh. I thought Penrith got it so well. And Walters would jump out and then sort of create something out the back, and then they play short again. But Penrith are so switched on and so smart to it. It's this systematic, just it, well, it all filters down. Yes. But with a guy like Adam Reynolds in, the, in there, that might it just be the it. difference. He, because he's got the accuracy of that yeah. kick yeah. over the top or that yeah. kick in behind. So Penrith's goal line defense was absolutely sensational. Yeah. Like think- There was a couple of... If that's the Broncos playing almost any other team in the NRL today... They get a couple of tries. Yeah. Yes. They get a couple of tries from that. But but, but Penrith are just so yeah. well drilled. Yeah. They know exactly what to do in every situation. And when you're missing the guy like Adam Reynolds that can pick apart that style of defense. Yeah. I'm just casting my mind back and you look at those losses that they had. You know, they after the game and they do interviews, there's no panic in their voices. Yeah. You know, they knew where they went wrong, they knew where they go, and that's what makes a championship team, right? You look Absolutely. at the Teams of the last you know, past decade who's won the who's won the title can tell you like well, this is where we went wrong. We know what we're doing because it goes back to repetition. Go on the flip side of that, there with the attacking with sharks. You know, you look at the sharks. It looks like they're doing a trading drill when they um, when they put that move on the score. Yeah. It's just like a one word and they all flick. So it's just all in one motion. Mm. It's just exactly like the parents' defense. It's like they trust one another. They trust the process and yeah, they don't miss their job. In terms of Brisbane Broncos, Gordy. A lot was being spoken about how they'd handle the origin period. They're going into the origin yeah. period now off the back of two losses. Yeah. Is that a concern? And, and how does Kevy Walters get the group together and say and, and take the positives from defeat? Because we've been there. I'm sure we've all been there before, where we've been in those situations where it's like, no, we can learn from this. We've got the wood over them, or or the yeah. situations you were not that far away. How does, especially with so many players, going to be? spending some time away. How does he get that group together and take some positives from this? Well, obviously they might lose maybe five or whatever they lose. But I've been in that situation where the Broncos would lose 10. It's the next man up. And then the likes of the Jordan Rickies and, you know, the Kobe Hetheringtons and all those guys really need to take a leaf. And whether Flegler makes it or not, you know, whoever. So the guys who don't play, you need to step up. It's just simple. And then that's where... And that's what the good clubs do. Like, it is a club. There's a roster of 30 and there's a reason for that. And then, and then a couple of young kids will get their chance. I thought Jock Madden did an okay job yeah. last night. So, uh, yeah. so, so I think that they're going to be okay. They might keep their spine, Brisbane, which is a bonus. Yeah. Right? They might keep their spine. So they'll keep Billy. They'll keep Reynolds. They'll keep Ezra Mam and Walsh. You know, that's a 50-50 yeah. with Ponga. So if they keep their spine together, that's a that, – you know, like, and they might lose a winger or two and – the front row, obviously Payne, Haas and Carrigan, like you think they're definites, but the rest are probably fringes, you know, like, you know, and it's up to the coaches. So I don't think they're going to be as hit as hard as what they have been in the yeah. past. I think as well, If uh, I think I heard in commentary last night, they've got three buys still to go, which will be very handy. 
to get them through the yeah. origin period and then that back end of the season. Yeah, and I think that they look, it, it's a totally different organisation than what I've seen in the past. Yeah. The Broncos now, it's not last year's team. It's it's this Broncos team beats that last year's Broncos yeah. team. So they're yeah. improving. They're improving. So, yeah. One, one of the fallouts from yesterday's game, Luai, uh, Jerome Luai, has been charged with contrary conduct. Oh, wow. Um, and it will just be a fine. Did you guys take I much saw from it. that? It was unnecessary. It didn't look good. Like the push, because he, yeah. okay, like, you know, if it's black and they're playing the jersey, it's bright yellow with Yui on it, right? The Broncos jersey <laughs> in Indigenous round didn't look like that. So it's different if he's playing the Broncos and they wear the yellow jersey or whatever. And he did, and he, mate, but he apologized straight away. But what do you do that for? It's sort do you know what? It, it just if it's anybody else, unnecessary, mate, didn't it? If it's Cam yeah. Murray, you go, hey, so you can't judge him on who it is, right? So the incident is, it was minor. He did it. He apologized. Let's move on. But it should be a lesson. Well, hopefully everyone doesn't turn, you know, go into... Um, if you do it in the NBA, you're off. Yeah. Do you remember when David Clemmer... David Clemmer started this about three or... Well, maybe, no, five or six years ago. And he sort of touched the referee and there was uproar. And then everybody turned into Sherlock Holmes watching every game. It was like, oh, he touched the referee. Did you see that? He touched... And it, just be, and it was happening like most games that you technically you're not allowed to touch. But I hope it doesn't become that. But Luai... It's how you touch him, I suppose. He well, didn't that's need it. you. He didn't Lu- need Lu- you. Right? I, didn't, but... Because I remember Tony Carroll trying to jump over Dallahattis. So there are accidents. There are collisions in the game. You wouldn't, probably wouldn't remember. There's a bloke by the name of Wayne Chisholm. A yeah. bloke's gone for a try. I know. It's, it's He's some... seven metres away. He tackles the ref. <laughs> he goes, I couldn't get to him. So like, so like it has happened in yeah. the past. But I'll tell you. <laughs> you know what? And maybe we are nitpicking, but just it's no. nitpicking think fine's right. You know, fine's fine. Again, you think it's like, why? Why do it? You know, speaking of referees, right. remember the one in Origin when Charlie Webb, Carl Webb, just went over the trial line from a scrum oh, yeah, move and just absolutely just launched Badger. him. I think that was Gavin Badger's yeah, first him ever the game. Gold. Oh, well, but. I played that game because Badge just loved being out there. He's like one of the players. He's running around. <laughs> Mate, it's a try. Put it down. Carl Webb scores and just goes bang. Didn't he? Like he, like he put the ball down and he pumped it. And he does about, and then I walked past. Speaking I said, Mate, you're not the first person yeah. to be knocked over by Charlie Webb. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I agree with you, Jimmy. Do you know what? Ask the touch judge. Yeah, that's not about chat, though. That's you mean like, shout, you mean like, let's go to the video refs or let's go to the referees and go, what do you think? They go, mate, look, it's, look, it happens fine. Um, mate, I, I should have been over this far or I'm supposed to be there looking at it. I was walking to the ref. Let's just do that and move on. All right, let's move on. And that's a good time to take a break. Hello and welcome back to Footy Talk with me, James Graham, Greg Inglis and Gordon Tallis. Lads, lots of speculation about Jason Riles and uh, the potential of taking over the head coach position at the Dragons after Anthony Griffin was moved on this week. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is Riles the right man? Is anybody the right man to go down there to take over? You know, that's the thing, but... Mate, you know, I'm hearing Greg him. Inglis, mate. I was on 360. Oh, no, I'm no hearing chance. Greg Inglis. Oh, <laughs> hey, Mr. Big Shot here. Jeez, watch out. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Hey, He's hey, hearing hey. it all. Oh, oh, yeah, mate, I'm hearing it step all. It up. <laughs> uh, look, I, I think whoever goes down there, they, don't, they have to stick to their guns, stick to what they want to get from the club and the playing group and make that club successful the way it used to be, you know, or get back into playing finals football. The- get back into it and I think, Jason Ryle's been under Craig Bellamy and uh, Trent Robinson. Well, you know, he'll have his work cut out for him, no, no doubt about it. But, you know, I think he he could be. Yeah, yeah, he could be. Or it could tarnish his, <laughs> tarnish his uh, name in the coaching world. But 
what I'm interested in is that, you know, you obviously, the way things are played out and whatnot, and then Roosters turned around and said, your service is no longer here next year, so. Yeah, well, then they obviously don't want the next bloke. I think Adam O'Brien walked away, Craig Fitzgibbon. They've lost a fair bit of talent that's been sitting there, but that's what you want at your organisation. If you're a head coach, you want someone that's expiring to be a head coach. You don't want someone... That's no. not. So, and then if you want that quality of guy, you realize that they're going to, that's going to be a revolving seat. That's going to be a hot seat if, exactly. he's, if he's good. The yep. only thing I'd say about the Dragons, the 11 in a row, I think we're in the 60s. Yeah. And Illawarra, all that talent that you had, and you won a competition. Don't get me wrong, it was talent when you had Timmins and Barrett and Riles and Hornby and all those guys, Cooper and Gasnier coming through. When's the next one? I think Illawarra and the Dragons, I think, have, lo- have won less than 10 junior competitions. So that's the pathways that they need to get right. So mm-hmm. like if you keep on looking at it, so if I'm going there as a coach, you can't keep on going to buy that. They've got to get the farm right. They've got to get the production lo- line right and they've got to be more stable off the field. All we keep on hearing is about the ma- marriage and both clubs, like the West Tigers and that, that noise has to go. Yeah, yeah. That noise, like I couldn't imagine going to work and, you know, oh, the bosses are always bickering. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be a great environment to go to. So Jason Rolls, big job. I like the romance of Royals, Young and Hornby yep. going back there. Like I really do. Turning it back. And then there's no excuses because they are three St. George Illawarra players. They are the married guys. My kids that grew up, they don't know Illawarra. They don't know West and Belmain. They know West Tigers. So as a game, we've got to keep on saying that it's not a merger. That's the new club. I think we've all you know, got to say in that as well. We go, it's St. George Illawarra. It's not St. George and Illawarra and they're not. We get caught up in it as well. Um, good luck to the Dragons because it is a powerful club and when the Dragons, it's a bit like South. It's like the pride of the league. You know, when they're going well, when they're going well the game's going, going well. I think for him to look for five years, I think that's a smart move from him. It's sem- it's very similar to the situation Cameron Serraldo was in. Yep. He recognises he's going to need that long. So there's a couple of things when I look at the Dragons and, and taking on that job. The roster is underperforming, so you, can, so you can get an immediate reaction from the roster because they're not performing yeah. where they should be. So that is part of it. And then when it comes to the, the off-field stuff, Gordy, I think that's going to elevate them to top eight material yes. if they can sort that out. So Riles has either got to go in. He's got, in my opinion, he's got two options that spring to mind. So he's got to go in and go, I want complete autonomy. Like, I want to make all the decisions. Yep. I think that's or what he's I want to get my for. team. Like yeah. if I'm doing a five-year deal, I want my team in that are going to come back to me and I'm going to make the calls on retention, recruitment, all that sort of stuff. And all the staff are going to be my staff. I think that's what he's asking for. I think that's the terms and conditions. And mm. I wouldn't walk into that organization if I couldn't trust or have a relationship with the guys. It's it's a tough gig, mm. right? It is a tough gig. Yeah. Like the NRL, like we talk about it. So it's every week, it's a result-driven business. So if I'm going to be a coach, if I ever wanted to be a coach, I need to it's trust tough. the guy that's given yeah. me information because all that information has got to you, be You've all there. got to get on the same hymn sheet. Greg, yeah. I want to ask you yep. in particular, would a guy like Shane Richardson work well? We saw what he did at Souths. As an operator, do you think he'd be, well, is he up for the job and would he be successful there? Well, this is the first I've heard about it, but he'll be... Um, no, look, it's, if it's, he, it's the, they're talking about Shane Richardson oh, yeah, look, potentially if he, going in there in some sort of... in a role to get the mess oh, cleaned up. Look, he he's a guy that can go to a club, turn him around and build it from scratch. You know, he can... Um, he looks at all the all the stuff, like you were saying, from the juniors down scrap all of what's already existing and bring in a new module, like a new framework, and you'll stick to that. He did that at Penrith. He's got him at 
got him in that thing at Penrith. He did it at Sharks. And he did it at South. So he went over the hole and turned that around. Or, I think um, he was at Gateshead too. Yeah. Yeah. Long time so, ago. So, so like he's been around and he's been at East. He knows how to run a business. You know, that that's his that's his forte. He knows how to run a business. He knows how to get it to, to where it should be. And he knows how to, how to perform at that level. Yeah. So Rich A's should be, um, if it ever comes around and he does take it on, you know, don't expect that to happen in the first year or two. You, yeah. you know, yeah. that's yeah. probably why Jason's asked for five years. Yeah. There, there, there's there's something with someone that's been around a long time and we call them dinosaurs. There's something about Wayne Bennett when you've been around so much. When Johnny Lang was at South, I learned so much off that guy. I learned just as much of Johnny Lang in three years that he was a coach at South and I was an assistant as a man, as a player, the way he saw things because he was the second to Wayne Bennett and the most successful coach in the NRL. Yeah. But Johnny Lang had played. He played with Arthur Beans. Like when they've watched so much, the experience needs to be hand it back down. Mm. Well, perhaps that partnership could be the way forward for the Dragons because like we say, they're underperforming on the field. It's public knowledge about their mess away from the field. So perhaps both of those two can mm. fix up both of those areas and the Dragons can be successful again. Now, the next part of the show, just New South Wales listeners, please take everything with a little pinch <laughs> of salt here <laughs> and perhaps, I don't know if these guys are going to bluff some of these answers Double bluff or even treble bluff. Is that I, bluff? Bluff. 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 So just everybody just go, hang on. Do I trust these guys? Honestly, no. Because would I add well, a bit of mayonnaise then, as well? Would but then what you might do is you be thinking that the listeners are going to be thinking, oh, that's what Gordon would say. So, but, uh, yeah. but then it's the truth. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. there's all sorts of mind games going on here. Mm. Guys, is Luai in for origin? Yes. Yep. I told you that. Just a one word answer. All right. Uh, we'll move uh, on then. Uh, Next. Uh, <laughs> no, no, there's been a lot of talk on that around it. I, I think he's in. You think, so he will partner Cleary? You uh, think that they'll go with the, the combination? The last yeah. two weeks, I think, have cemented it. I, I, I've said in the past, I'll say it again, combinations when we had Cameron to Cooper to Billy, like when we get three in GI, that that like know each other it's more important you got you got Isaiah you know, you're going to have that trifecta of players in there swinging and I'm hearing I'm hearing Nico. oh you're hearing Burton Burton, Burton is um, utility Burton, not Nico Hines yeah well mm. it makes sense Gordon it makes sense because you can cover more does positions does make dollars well I don't know where to go with that <laughs> put, I'm putting, <laughs> putting myself in park here uh, no Luai in yeah Luai in yeah, yeah I think so yeah. Cook or Coruscant? Silence is speaking volumes here. Uh, dead, uh, dead air is I a crime, gents. That's a, that's a position I've never even thought about. Um, <laughs> I haven't thought honest. about it either. Oh, <laughs> that means they don't want to reveal their true feelings because I know that you know. Tired forwards, you know what you hate? You know what you hate? You, speed. you hate speed. You hate or speed. You hate deception. You hate deception as well. I oh, know that's just speed, the past. speed between the ears. No, that's would just the past. Would you go with um, Would you go with Appy, even though he's, you know, I'd be happy. I'll be happy. I'll be happy if you pick Appy, and, <laughs> and I'd be happy if they pick Cook. Mm. So, you know, did, did I stick? With no, the, do you know what? It's did tough I stick with the one. combination with seven six? Isaiah, yeah, yeah, Appy, or do you bring in Cookie again? Who's done uh, a tremendous job? They both tell you done something. wonderful. I reckon I can defend Cook. I can't defend Appy. <laughs> that's my honest opinion. So if I'm at market, the way Appy does mm. sell and he's just the got deception. a dunk, yeah. yep. he's got a few more tricks in his bag 
than a cook, but what cook has is speed and he can run and you know he's going to run and you still yeah. can't get him. So it's a necessary evil on who they pick. So you as a Queenslander would hope they pick cook. I probably would. But if you were selecting, you'd pick Appy. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, right. New South Wales listeners. I don't know what. Uh, well, wait, that is wait, as clear as mud. Wait, wait until this last question about New South Wales selection <laughs> comes up. I've been saving this one till the very end because I know it's one of Gordon Tars's favourite topics. Oh, Tommy! Yes! When you call a game with Gordon Tallis and Tommy Tarovic is playing, he is very analytical on every, every single moment and oh, touch and carry. I uh, ask you, right, because you're, please, the, please, please, you're please. the English no, guy, right? <laughs> so for me, I always say if I'm reading a team sheet and Tommy Trevojevic is there, what does he do to their organisation? A phone call, Tommy, are you, you going to pull the trigger? Are you ready to go? And if he says yes, you pick him. There's no doubt... Tommy Trevojevich, I keep on going back to the game in Townsville. Greatest day, they won by 50 points or whatever. And Tommy and Luttrell on either edge, it's dangerous. It is dangerous. But whether Tommy's at his best. And Campbell Graham, oh, my God. Yeah. What what a what a throwback to a Senna. Just runs a real tough line, does everything perfect. So there's options. But for me, Tommy, and I say you've got to be 100% fit whether he's prepared to pull the trigger for New South Wales yeah. and give it and go, okay, well, I'm 10 rounds in now. I'm going to have a crack at it. G- G- yeah. you have you – you've played Origin under injury clouds before, haven't yep. you? Yeah. Every camp I've come into, yeah, a little bit of niggle and that there, maybe because I didn't want to train the first couple of days. <laughs> um, but it was um, – You didn't train? No. Nah. I used to – I used to nah. Vox Pops. I used to go down there, say, how's Joe? They said, oh, yeah, he won't train till Thursday. I'm like, God, how bad? And then mm. – he had his other brother, Justin Hodges, laying there. He goes, man, Hodge my hamstring's sore. Tired. I'm like, so both of them would just be laying on the side, like watching the team do, and do hamstrings. But I tell you what, there's some players that play, right? And this one I'm talking about Tommy, right? So this, <laughs> well, yeah. so this filters back into Tommy. Just bring your boots on game day. Mm. There's some guys that when they walk in and they know mentally, they just got to be right mentally. And if they walk in the dressing room and GI walks in, he's got his collar up and he sits there and he opens up his bag and he pulls out his big size 13s and he puts them on. I'm excited to be sitting there. So does Tommy have that power over Look, you? Look, I came in there with, um, you know, we were busted ankle before and it was a touch and go. It was a touch and go before. Him. And you got to remember, Origin's like, you, you got nine days, you know, theoretically you got eight days to, be, and then you make the call on captain's run. So, you know, got, both states got the best physios, best doctors in, in place to call it, but they put the trust back in you. So you got to make the decision to not, not only let, um, your teammates down and your state down, but you got to know that you're ready to go. Like no matter what, whether you busted like your ACL, you subluxed your shoulder, you done your knee or you know your back, you you got to be prepared to play through that. Was yeah. it, was there Hold a different? I'm gonna tell the story. Trevor Gilmoster, right? Sick, really bad in '95, in hospital, right? Can't play like on drips and everything. They go there and Gilly had one game, one game two, and then he was there and. He had a staph infection or something and choppy close and a great Dick Tosser Turner that started Queensland. Like they've gone to see him and the doctor goes, mate, it's, it's no good. It can be critical. He can't go out there and play if the infection gets mm. worse. It's bad. Right? This is a game day. And then choppy close and Tosser just said, mate, what a better place to die than Lang Park in front of 40,000. Gilly pulled out the drips and played. But just watching him walk in was what 
the team needed. He put on a tracksuit, didn't celebrate, went straight back to the hospital, the drip went back in. So there's certain things that happen in a game, in a dressing room, and that story is legendary and in, life. in Queensland. Eh? And in life. And in life. So Trevor Gilmore knew, I'm the leader of this state. People go there and he pulled the drip out and he went and played. And obviously there was a bit of mayonnaise and, you know, mustard and all that, not, but he was really sick, should never have played, wouldn't have played any club games for two or three weeks, yeah. but went and played Origin. And that's what both states do. You know what I mean? Like, you know, rumours of everybody doing stuff. Like in GI, if it's club game, he's not playing. He's probably mm. out for two or three weeks. But you, but there's some things you do in the blue and the maroon jersey and the English jersey that you won't do in other jerseys. People go above and beyond. Yeah. GI, can I ask you from the mindset going into camp, under an injury cloud, under the constant media speculation versus a GI that's fit and in form, what's the, what's the main difference for you on a, on a personal level? Nothing really. It's just mainly, yeah, just go about your business. It's always going to be talked about. And poor, poor Tommy Turbo, he's been talked about since last year. Injury clouds, injury this, injury everything. You know, every little thing you do, he scratches his ass, it's the injury to his finger. So, you know, it's, I'm sure there's conversations going on there with him and Freddie and the selectors. But if he says that he's right to go, well, then you've got to, Trust him. I, I think it's, I think it's really dangerous for Queensland. So, in my opinion, Tommy Taboyovich is down on form. Manley's down on form. Oh. He's going to go into Origin. He's not going to be. He's not going to carry that weight of expectation exactly. to do to carry the team. He could come into that Origin arena, no eyes on it's him, a, no expectation. Time you got off the first team. You want him exactly to play because Man, of course I, 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 I see, and that's why I'm going, Tommy, <laughs> because because he. Like the game, I, wants him I, to I play, just think, but he's dangerous. See, he, well, I think there's an, an over analyst, over analysis of every little thing that he does. Exactly. I just think it's a couple of things. Manly are out of form, and he's out of form. Even he can't turn Manly, Manly around at the moment. But then when you look at it, like what you just said, there is like really vitally critical, right? It's it's when players are at the club end, like Tommy, not performing at his best, the way he should be, underperforming. You know, we had forwards like Nate Miles, for instance who we had in our sides, go back to clubland, perform way under par, like way, wasn't even spoken about anything. Come in and guess what he lost? Metal. Yeah. And you're right. Queensland should be yeah. that thing, be worrying about it because yeah, right he, can come, he can come in the, in the New South Wales, no pressure, and just go back to playing the way Tommy Turbo can play. Yeah. That, that, never write them off. And they never, you never write them off. Yeah. That, that's that's a, yeah. a, a frightening thing, that that attitude of like, oh, it's it's, yeah. it's, the, it's Tommy Turbo 2023, watching him wind back the clock and putting a performance like he was winning Dalian. Sounds like you're going for New South Wales. I do reside in yeah, the state. Good on you. <laughs> and uh, you're spending, no, you're, you're spending a lot of time it. down here, mate. So, uh, yeah. All right. That just about wraps us up for Footy Talk. <laughs> 